Blog Talk Radio. Today is one of my favorite subjects, okay? Understanding gait and also the benefits of walking. Walking seems simple, but when you're looking at it, it's also a great clue. But let's start off. Let's do a trivia game. Now, three questions. Ready to play? Yeah, I, I was raised in the game show era. Okay, how much did ancient humans walk? And realize that your body is designed based on the stress load and force loading of the last, you know, 10, 20,000 generations. So how much did they walk? Take a guess. Um, a, one to two miles a day. B, three to nine miles a day. Or C, eight to 12 miles a day. How active were they? Make your choice. Okay, think of this. Between 3.7 to 8.6 miles, that's 16 kilometers per day. So that means your body is literally designed for movement. Okay, now how much do moderate humans walk? Uh, and this is huge. Uh, you've got a choice of 0 to 1.5 miles, 2 to 4 miles, 6 to 8 miles. What do you think modern humans are, knowing that their body is designed to walk nearly 16 kilometers a day? Look at this, 1.5 miles or less. And, the, and what this does to the brain is amazing. Now, how long do people sit on an average every day? Uh, three to four hours, six to eight hours, eight to 12 hours. Make your choice. Six to eight hours a day people are sitting. And when you think that sitting increased the pressure on the disc at the top of the pelvis, the L5S1, five times normal, this is literally compromising how your body functions. It's not just uh, bad. <laughs> Thank you very much for playing our trivia game. Now, let's get into this. Okay, so when you're looking at, at a, an, an animal with two legs, it's called a bipedal gait. You've got two parts in it. And you can break it down to a bunch of different parts, but one, you're standing where the foot is in contact with the earth. The other, the leg is swinging. So you've got a stance phase and a swing phase. You can break it up into further into heel strike, flat foot, um, heel off, toe off. You know, there's a lot of different ways. And looking at gait is like detective work. It's kind of it's like Sherlock Holmes. And I look at gait on 100% of my patients. And we use gait to alter the brain function. Now, two of the major causes and pathologic causes, and this is, you can boil it down into two categories, neurologic causes and musculoskeletal causes. And when, when you look at this, musculoskeletal causes could be problems with the foot, the ankle, the hip. Antalgic means that the body is shifting off to the side to de-stress out the body. Now, I've had patients who've had frostbite and have had toes removed. Um, a couple of people have been shot in the foot, and that'll alter the gait. So those are the mechanical distortions. Neurologic problems are huge. Um, with stroke, hemiplegic means half of the body isn't working correctly. Um, and I'm going to show some demonstrations of this. Now, diplegic, that means both halves are affected. Parkinson's gait, you're going to see a hyperflexed aspect, a taxic gait where you can't really move correctly. And all of these are, are clues to a dysfunction of the brain, myopathic or waddling gait. Okay, that could also be with the cerebellum and neuropathic, or the high-stepping gait, or toe-walking. So there's a lot of different gates, okay, that are all clues to your physiology. Is it neurologic issues or musculoskeletal issues? Now, to correct this, it seems too simple. 
Number one, if you're walking, your pelvis is going to be unstable. An unstable pelvis, and guess what? That pelvis houses half of the rest, digest, and repair. So an unstable gait means that this pelvis is going to be unstable, and that means you are going to have an issue with resting, digesting, and repairing. So you've got to stabilize the pelvis and figure out why that that gait is present. Calf stretches, hugely important, because if there's a hypertonic state of that calf muscle, your gait, you're going to be lifting your feet higher than they should. Ankle weights to open up the knee joint, and then also leg swinging to change how the brain fires. Strengthen the intrinsic muscles of the foot. So now the foot is a spring the way it's designed. Because remember, your body is designed to walk up to 16 kilometers a day every day. That wasn't a marathon. That was that was literally how you're designed. And then walking barefoot is so important or to give your body the ability to use the foot the way it's designed. And then you have to correct proprioception or how the brain's awareness of the body in space. So by changing your walking, your gait, is you're changing the input into that brain. Hugely important. Now, if you have pain after walking, particularly pain in the feet, a great idea is to put uh, moist heat on there. And moist heat penetrates. And just think, that foot is far away from your heart. And if you have a dysfunction of the calf, and the calf muscle is the soleus muscle, and that's called the pump. So putting heat on that is going to rush blood to the area and help the body heal. Now, you can also perform gas pedaling motion, which means one foot up, one foot down. And this is going to get the calves working correctly to allow fluid to flow down into that and fluid to flow away from it. Now, that gas pedaling is hugely important, but you got to make sure this will cause the calf muscle to work correctly. So you've got to do calf stretching to make sure the soleus muscle, which is the pump, and this is going to be vital. So just if your feet are sore and you don't have access to heat, just sit there, gas pedal your feet, and you're going to be increasing the blood flow to them. Now, um, the calf stretch is vital. This means you put your heel on ground, ball your foot up on a block, and the block is a standard four by four, three and a half inches. Now, I have size 13 feet. My wife has size four feet. Okay. And we both can use this block because I have so many patients that say, the block's just too high. Can I cut it down? No. I mean, she's got feet this big. I got feet this big. Now, when I put good shoe as a high heel, this is completely altered biomechanics for a foot. Okay, you're, you're not going to be doing the heel strike, the flat foot, because you're, you're in a flex position. Um, when you're raised with a mom who wrote the book, The View from High-Heeled Shoes. And my mom was a 40s glamour gal. Um, we bought her high-heeled tennis shoes so she could walk around the, the pool. And yeah, I'm telling you, it, it, she could not walk flat-footed. And, and my five-foot-tall wife, really, I can't tell her to not wear high-heeled shoes. So you can wear high-heeled shoes with the caveat that you got to work the foot in a normal fashion. It's it's like I've got a lot of contractors that have to wear steel-toed shoes that limit the motion of their foot. Motorcycle riders, there's there's a lot of professions that you have to have altered movement of the foot. So just like the high-heeled shoes, and that's why I tell them when you're done with your work or you're done walking in those high heels, you've got to get a shoe that allows the foot to move correctly. Now, 
And this is why walking barefoot on an uneven surface, because people will say, oh, I walk barefoot all the time, every day at the house. No, but on an uneven surface, preferably grass or dirt or hard sand, that sand next to the water because the earth has an electronegative charge. So it has a, a grounding effect. So when your skin is in contact with it, it has an antioxidant effect. But also walking barefoot on this multi-textured uneven surface gets a huge amount of information up to the brain. And it's literally going to help the brain function. Now, when you're another benefit, I mean, it literally restores because using the foot the way the foot's designed, you're restoring um, the function of the intrinsic muscles of the foot. This means uh, cartilage distortion, bunion formation, all of this. Once you've corrected the nerve supply or the pelvic instability, the lumbar issues that could be a secondary component or a primary component to the altered foot mechanics, once you corrected that, Using the foot the way the foot's designed helps the foot. Now, if the feet are too tender to walk outside, um, have them sit in a chair. Or if you're um, flying in an airplane, or if you're, um, you know, you're you can't go outside because it's snowing. What I want you to do is sit in a chair, bare feet. You put a towel on the floor and bend your leg more than ninety degrees. So your heels on the floor. Keeping the heel on the floor, you want to grab the towel and pick it up with your toes and then go back down. Curl and lift. Curl and lift. Now, this is so hard to do. And I have professional athletes, and I'm telling you, these guys are made of steel. They look like Greek gods. But doing this exercise wears them out. And I'd also recommend before you do this, if you start to get cramping, get a golf ball and roll it around on the bottom of the foot, that will also help break up adhesions. It's going to rush blood to the area and will help allow the normal motion of that foot. Now, office workers, anyone can do this. You can, you can pick up pens, paper clips. If your partner is laying on the ground, you can pinch her or, you know, whoever you want. Um, this exercise is great for pain relief, but it also empowers the patient to restore their foot biomechanics. And so unless there's some kind of mechanical distortion where toes are missing or bones are fused or a significant trauma, the foot is a really good design. And when you can empower the patient to have them build those muscles and have the foot function correctly, it's huge. Now, footwear, extremely important because the vast majority of shoes, they have a thick heel, they have an arch support. It's limiting the, the ability of the foot to move correctly. Now, the best type of shoes have no arch support. They get allow full range of motion of the foot. Those are the best. You're going to need orthotics if there's foot distortions only. That means if toes are removed, there's been fusions, there's been some type of altered mechanics or some type of, of brain issue that's completely compromised the foot. That's the only time I would recommend an arch support now or orthotic. Now, and this is going to be only malformed. Now, for the standard or the standard foot, orthotics are generally eliminated once you restore the biomechanics. Now, if you've been wearing an arch support or shoes with arches, it may take a while to build up those intrinsic muscles so you can eliminate it. 
But looking at the best shoes, the best shoes allow your toes to wiggle and move so they're not compressed. It allows full range of motion. You do not want to be running with a thick heel, an arch support, and a pad. This is why even marathoners, marathoners are now finding out running um, barefoot or with full range of motion, it de-stresses out the knee, the hip, the pelvis. It's amazing. Now, just the benefits of walking, and this is why people say, what kind of exercise can I do? And I'm talking for digestion, for brain, for sleep, improved circulation, Harvard Public School. Walking one to two miles a day lowers blood pressure and decreases your risk of stroke 40%. When you're getting symmetrical movement, you're getting symmetrical stimulus to the brain. Strengthens your bone, stops bone loss, um, decreases risk of hip fractures 40%. Um, Brigham's Women's Hospital slows mental decline, according to the University of San Francisco. Age-related memory decline was lower in those who walked more. Remember, it affects the brain. That's symmetrical stimulation. Lowers Alzheimer's risks. Men between 71 and 93 who walked more than a quarter mile per day had half the incidence of dementia and Alzheimer's. Why do I recommend everyone walking barefoot in the grass or hard sand? Improves the mood. The more steps people took during the day, the better their moods were. Walking releases a natural painkiller called endorphins to the body. One of the most, uh, the one of the emotional benefits of exercise. Uh, California State University, Long Beach. It's amazing how fantastic walking is. And I mean walking symmetrically. It helps you live longer, according to the University of Michigan Medical School. Those who exercise regularly in their 50s and 60s, 35% less likely to die over the next eight years than their non-walking counterpoints, 45% less likely than those who have underlying health conditions. Walking is the key. Now, here's a patient, 55-year-old gal, couldn't walk more than 50 feet. And you can, you can see on the picture on the left, multiple rotational malpositions. That means that the muscles are going to be spasming in alternate areas in the back. There's going to be stiffness, a compromised pain. Okay. Now, multiple medications for asthma, for pain, and all of these medications can slow or stop metabolic processes. I mean, medications in the short term can keep you alive, but unless you're addressing the underlying cause, they can be toxic in the long run. Now, after 90 days, you can see significant changes. Medication-free, or she was, it was, she was so, so cool. She was able to walk the length of the mall uh, without pain. And, and she's a sweetheart. She said she got her life back. And, and, oh, and this is for people that in areas where it's, in, it's too hot, oppressively hot, like here in Thailand, or too cold, like it is you know, in, in some northern states in Europe, it's mall walking. There's a lot of people that get in there before the stores open and they walk the malls. Fantastic. So when we talk about the five keys to health, you need proper nerve supply. Why? Because this is going to allow your body to adapt. You need regular exercise. Walking is the best. Resistance is also fantastic. You need proper nutrition. You need sufficient rest. And you need prayer and meditation. Every study involving prayer and meditation changes. I mean, it, it literally increases healing. God bless you. Stay healthy, my friends, and let's go out. Let's go walking together. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.